we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed but when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Doc. Hello, everybody. I want to make sure that we can hear each other tonight me a favor and drop whatever emoji you want to so i can know that you can hear me hey welcome i'm so glad you're all here do me a favor if you can go ahead and share it i what i was going to do was do my discussion first and give you all my evidence and all my receipts and everything first but what i'm going to go ahead and do first is i want to hear your all's opinions on um right to drive or versus privilege to drive and then after you guys go ahead, I'm gonna do my spill and we'll come back with the audience. So Steve and Baldy, you're already up. So go ahead and give me y'all's opinions. And if you're a listener, please give your opinion. Um, I've done this before on Twitter spaces. Um, most people I talk to um, disagree with me and that's fine. Um, but I have receipts for you guys to tell you guys that I'm right. Um, I think you need to know your rights. So um, let's go ahead with Steve first. Make you the next color. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, what's your opinion on the right to drive or do you think it's a privilege to drive and why? Well, for me, I think it's actually a right to drive due to the fact that anybody can buy Steve, I can barely hear you. Your mic close to your um your phone close to your mouth. I can barely hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Much better. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm saying I believe that it's a right to drive, a privilege, is, and just for me saying that is like the government wants us to make it as a privilege because they could find you and give you tickets for driving and for all these penalties or um, driving too fast or um, going, you know, trying to cross a red light. So those are privileges where the government and state makes it as a privilege. But like I could drive, I never had a license, I never had a ticket. So, but I say if I do get a ticket in any way, they're basically taking my right away and saying, oh, well, you can't drive. And they could say, well, where's your li license? 
If I don't have it, okay, well, you go to jail, your car gets towed. So now it's a privilege. I'm make, they're making me think or feel as, okay, well, I shouldn't drive. I feel if you can drive, you should have that right. Um, but I would like to hear what um, Blondie has to say. Thank you, Steve. I'm going to move you over. We'll bring you back over. Blondie, go ahead and drop your gems. What is your thoughts on this? You're the next caller. Go ahead. Uh, hi, everyone. I do believe it should be a right, but looking at the current age of how a lot of drivers commit all sorts of crimes, and I'm not saying if you get a Steve, I mean, if you get a ticket, you get a ticket, you pay for it, <clears throat> pay the penalties, whatever. Well, I'm talking about the most serious incidents where people literally are driving at fast speeds, uh, high speeds, and then they, they commit a crime, they kill someone, run over someone, and they just flee the scene instead of doing the responsible thing and, and uh, staying there till police come and do the report. Whether they go to jail or not, it's a different thing, but, you know, be, be honest about it. So I believe that everybody has the right, but it, it, it's up to the person to, to, to uh, maintain those rights as a legal law-abiding citizen <coughs> that obeys the law and that follows the rule of law, obviously, <coughs> respects their fellow man and drives according to the speed limits. Even if you do go over, but don't don't drive wildly. Don't do the stupid thing a lot of these youngsters, young Generation Z uh, are doing with those high-speed, high-performance cars. So if it if that happens, if the person irresponsible and has to go to jail and loses their car, property, everything, license, then in order for that person, when they come out of jail, if they come out of jail, assuming it's not a murder or something, then it should be considered that they're going to regain privilege but they have to prove themselves. So yeah, it should start out as a right. You have a right to go get your license, take a test and everything and drive, but it's your responsibility as a citizen to be in good standing and not to be irresponsible, not to drive recklessly and not to endanger the public just because you want to, you feel like a speed demon running back and forth. So looking at the, uh, in light of what's of today, of everything you hear on TV, some accident almost weekly, these guys drifting and burning tire and somebody pulling out a gun because they're in the hood and they feel so, so tough, you know, those people should be, should be taking their rights and privileges away permanently. So it should, it should be at the beginning it should be a right. Everybody has the right to start, but it's up to one to maintain that right in good standing. Otherwise it, you, you put yourself into question and it becomes a privilege, and now it's going to be harder to obtain because now you got to prove to the government, to the people, that you're worthy, that you're no longer that villain, that thug, that criminal that, that committed that crime. And in the first place, you lost your, your uh, right because you were careless, irresponsible, and you were lawless. That's all i got to say. So, Steve, not Steve, I'm sorry, Blondie, um, I, I, I like what you have to say. So my whole thing is like those, th what those people are doing, there's victims from with their actions. So they're, they're, you're actually infringing on someone else's rights when you do those things. And that's absolutely correct. And I agree with that hundred percent. So um, I have another question real quick. So when I'm talking about right to drive as well, do you, you, you know, you're not supposed to license 
a right and you know licensing traveling doesn't say how you travel you know traveling has evolved over the years when they sit there and say we need your insurance we need your registration we need you have these license plates you need to pay all these taxes and have these stickers in your car doesn't that infringe on your rights so i'm curious i agree if you are you you destroy property you hurt someone else you should definitely be held accountable so that's separate from having the right to drive but say you just you know you want to get back and forth to work and um, you, just, you have no passengers or anything like that. You just, it's you as an individual, you are transporting yourself. What what are your thoughts real quick, Blondie? Similar to like a person that commits a DUI consistently and they have to be put onto that, that alcohol reader, that machine. A person that, that has a constitutional habitual habit of, of constantly breaking the law because of Speed, being a speed demon, so they feel like speed racer one day and all that, and they're infringing and they're endangering the public. They should be have have to be put like a like a brake uh, ankle bracelet, but on your car. Well, well, well here's so, the thing, real quick, I, Blondie, okay. I mean, people who are law-abiding citizens look at it kind of like with your rights to bear arms. If you're a law-abiding citizen, we're not talking about if you didn't if you didn't destroy property or kill someone else or take their rights away. You didn't um, hurt their pockets. I'm talking about you as a law-abiding citizen, not breaking the law, like by hurting well, someone else. I, I get you. In in that sense, it's true what you're saying. You're law-abiding. You're going according to the law. Why why should the state government, and I'm pr pretty sure since you brought in the gun debate, you're kind of referring to like my state, California, that infringes constantly and constantly has to be challenged uh, or fought against uh, because they're constantly, constantly trying to deprive people of the right to bear arms, you know, have a, have a machine gun or, or like an AR-15 or AK-47 with a, with a 10 cartridge, you know, bullet cartridge thing or 30. And they're constantly, and they've lost the wars in this, honestly, before the courts. And they're constantly doing, well, yeah, that is true. Now they're infringing. They're doing everything. So I believe there's this, there should be something set down in law where, where from the federal government, everybody's given a right to, to drive. And you're in good standing, should never have a problem. And no state, if you're going to put, the, again, the, the comparisons to cars, to like guns, then, yeah, the state doesn't have a right to be coming anytime and raising the rates. Like right here in California, I don't know if you know, Donnie, we pay every year, we pay our license fees, right, yearly for our plates and everything. And our plates right now are some of the highest in the state, in the whole nation. We don't only have the highest gas prices, but because of a gas tax, uh, due to uh, the previous predecessor of, uh, of, um, of Gavin Newsom, which was, with, which was uh, you know, uh, Jerry Brown, unfortunately. Uh, so we have the highest gas prices. What was the excuse? to pave the roads for infrastructure. Well, we already had money for that, but it's the Democrats as usual misusing the money and, and, and abusing our rights and abusing our taxes. So in that sense, yeah, you're right. There should be a limit. In fact, the state shouldn't be able to wield that power. Um, it should be given in general. If, if, if a right to drive, like a right to, to have a gun would, would be coming directly from the federal government, then nobody should infringe on it. It, it would have to obviously be put into some kind of amendment because you know that laws change from the, the, the federal government has given, I think, according to the Constitution, the states to regulate those gun rights, which I think is wrong. And, you know, there are more, more friendly gun states like in Texas. Anybody could get a gun, right? In Oregon, if you have your Oregon 
ID, driver's license, you would get a gun that day without having to worry worry, uh, uh, worry about a 30-day grace period or background check. Here in California, they put all sorts of gimmicks. Here in California, if you go to a, 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 a psychologist, I think psychotherapist, and they find out that you're, something's wrong with your head and you, and you own a gun, they'll take them away. So they'll use any gimmick to take away your gun. And they won't want to sell you, most likely, if I heard right from friends, bullets. So you have to go out of state to go get bullets. I mean, that's wrong. The Democrats have done everything to ruin the rights and freedoms of people. And I, and I agree with you on, on the limit of government and all that, which you said before, Donnie. And in regards to that comparison to guns and cars, uh, since cars, obviously, see, you don't need a special, um, other than, you know, some classes to, to, to learn how to drive, maybe your parents, maybe uh, official school, driving school, whatever. To learn how to, uh, uh, someone behind the wheel, it is, it is dangerous. And it, it is dangerous because you're driving a car. But like I said, if they tend to teach people how to drive properly and, and constantly focus on that, especially if they have a bad record and they're not, they don't respect the rule of law, they have to be taught, then that right should be temporarily taken away until they otherwise show proof that they've been humble enough, that they've had a change of heart, and they'll learn to drive better and be a better citizen. And that includes both slow drivers, like fast speed demon drivers. There should, there should, there should be really uh, a right taken away. Rights are only given by God, to be honest. Privileges and rights are given from Almighty God, from heaven. Divine law, uh, um, influences, uh, natural law, and there it falls down all the way down. So, yeah, you're given rights. But you're only given a right if the Constitution gives you the right. Like, we have the right to bear arms. It's the Second Amendment. That's pretty much, nobody's going to change that. Uh, hopefully, ever. And we have a right given to us. By, all, by, so, so yeah, we to, also have the right to travel, too. So, and, yeah, you know, yeah. how. But, yeah, definitely. I appreciate your input. Definitely. Yeah, I don't want to say, oh, if you're just an outlaw, reckless driver, and you're over yeah. here just hitting everybody. I, I, I would never, I would never infringe on the law by I expect the law by very same way like the Democrats try to do right now. This I don't know if you heard of the shooting up here in Sacramento at, at a club. There's a lot of people. There was a lot an aftermath. Something probably that never happened in that next yeah. of Sacramento at that extent was it happened horribly. I don't know exactly. It just uh, uh, bodies lying all over the place. Now, what do they do? What's the first real, thing the Democrats do? They, hey, real, uh, Baldy, real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure we have some other folks speak, so uh -huh. you can say I'm just gonna put you, move you over for a second. Um, but real quick before a flamethrower comes over, um, what what do you consider fast? That's a question for you. It sounds like. Um, what do you consider fast? Before we go over to when you're going 90 miles an hour in a 35 speed zone, that's way too over. Not 50, 90. When you're burning uh, rubber. In a one of those big old big streets, and some somebody you you happen to lose control of your car and you kill someone, that is reckless driving. I know not everybody does that. It's only usually the youngsters with the high performance cars. But when you're going above uh, 100 miles an hour in a 65 mile zone, you're that before the law is already like you're going at a at a law that you could cause a murder. So whether you're drunk or, or, or not what, drunk, you should be held responsible. What if there's, what if there's no other cars on the road? What, so what, if, like a police officer, what if a police officer goes that fast or ambulance goes really fast like that? Is that mm -hmm. why it's okay for them to do it? I understand usually with the, the, the ambulance, but it's, it's also wrong. They should be driving at, at, a, at a certain speed. 
where not to endanger the people, even with the sirens on and everything. Uh, they should be driving that fast. I, but if they're going, again, this is one of the controversial topics. You probably, you've heard of it, but probably never covered it regarding police pursuits. They, they've caused a lot of damage and a lot of death. So that's something too that has to be regulated, changed. But then again, when all those changes come about, they start affecting manufacturing technology because now car manufacturers have to start implementing certain technologies that will deprive you. Like, I don't know if you remember the years ago, back in the 80s, maybe as you were younger, I was a child too. Um, hey, real quick, Molly, real quick, yeah, real quick, where we had that house, there, there, was, there was laws that they made Molly. the speed limit on cars to, Molly. to 85. Uh-huh. Molly. real quick, please. Remember, we have some other folks who has to come on. But I think that question was asked too, because it depends. Like, there's places in Texas where the speed limit is 80. So when do we decide something's too fast? So there's be limits in certain spots, it's 80, and then all of a sudden it'll drop to 60, and then you'll have a, a, a state trooper sitting there waiting for you because you may have not seen the sign. But no one's getting right. hurt. No one's being injured. So I, I kind of want to say think about those kind of things, too, because I feel like we've been, put think, we, we've been told things and put in our brain. Like, I don't, I'm not a fast driver. Um, I'm not a fast driver at all. And... Um, I'm a, I like to keep to the speeds and everything, you know, I want to be safe driver, but I just want to think about those things. Like what's, what's considered too fast was a really good question because some places have 80 miles an hour as a speed limit. Um, and it changes throughout the cities and jurisdictions. Flamethrower, you are next. Go ahead. Well, first of all, Brody, I can tell you this. If I ever get a sports car, I only have one thing to say to you. Move, bitch. Get out of the way. Get out of the way, bitch. Get out of the way. No, no, I'm doing 100 on the highway. You know, but I'll tell you this. <laughs> okay, okay. But it's on a serious note. Okay. Um, Donnie, here's the thing. The question is, what is fast? Because I'll tell you this. When I was a, when I was a kid, uh, when I was younger, in my 20s, I loved driving 60 on a 30, 80 on a 40. And, and uh, personally, I think one thing that would help the youth is if, is if perhaps that they could have events, uh, perhaps they could make it, easy, make it easy for groups of young people to just block off a highway at times where, uh, uh, you know, get a permit to block off a portion of the highway that's very, that when it's not, where it's rarely traveled, you know, you know, let them have, let them have their drag races, you know, on a, on a closed course, it kind of like the commercials. Cause I, I think that, I think that'd be a great way. Cause it would give the youth the entertainment that they want while at the same time. And, and, and then the, the catch is it would be, it would be based on uh, that. If you get injured, it's your own damn fault because you weren't paying attention, uh, so so if you so if the so the condi- the legal condition of closing the route off for drag racing would be, if you get hurt or killed, it's your own damn fault. It ain't it ain't the government's problem. So so what do you think about it? You know, right to drive versus the privilege to drive. What's your opinion on that? Before we get into the content. And if you guys want to speak on it, please go ahead and request so I can add you. But after um, Robert goes, unless there's not another speaker up here, we're going to get into the content. Okay. 
Well, I actually agree with Vladdy's solution. I, I know it was clouded, but uh, on a serious note, you're absolutely right. We should we should start start our lives with all of our rights, and then and then we should use a countdown system. So when you violate, uh, so when you violate your or the rights, then your rights start to get taken away. But there is one complication here. A lot of the laws that were passed, they were passed as a result of something. Um, for example, the reason traffic lights were invented was because in the 1920s, when Henry Ford invented the car, uh, people cars were just new, and people didn't, uh, and people needed a way, a means to direct traffic. Uh, the reason speed limits were invented was to prevent collisions. Uh, so there, some of these laws were founded with good intent. They were not founded. They they were initially created to keep to keep order. So so you can safely drive on the highway from point A to point B without some moron wrecking your car. And if the and if someone does wreck your car and injure you, then there's a means to deal with it. And so when whenever there's heavy laws in a heavy traffic laws in a place, you have to also ask the question: What happened there that those laws were passed in the first place? So that's the complication that we have to deal with. Can I ask you a question, um, flamethrower? Um, so if that's the case, then how come cars will, they're built to go a certain speed, but yet you can't use the speed that the car was designed to be able to, um, go to. My other question for you is, um, about the, um, Blondie brought up the ankle monitor thing. So I, we've talked personally about that. So I want your perspective on that. So real quick. Um, but then why, if, if they don't want you to go to a certain speed, then how come they build cars to go faster than these limits? And then the other thing was the ankle monitors. Well, um, first of all, I believe on ankle monitors, I believe that that's the third amendment violation. You're kind of quiet now. Okay. Okay. I swear, my phone, my, I'm sorry. Is this better? Hello? Is this good? Yes. Uh, Much better. Okay. I do not, I hate using my speakerphone. Um, so, um, first of all, on ankle, on ankle bracelets, I believe they're a violation of the third amendment, which is, which is the, uh, the states uh, that the government shall not quarter soldiers in your home. On if you look at a speeding ticket, for example, it'll say this device that the speeding camera is representative of X police department. And and on that same principle, if the government puts a device on you that tracks you, that's Actually, it's a third and fourth amendment violation because, first of all, that's quartering that's quartering the police in your home uh, via ankle monitor, or uh, which which that ankle monitor represents the police department. So, therefore, it's the third amendment violation. 
And that's a Fourth Amendment violation by determining what are you doing in your home? It, because how do you know that they're not they're not using your own devices against you? Because in case y'all aren't aware, Apple and Android alike, they can remotely turn on the webcam and the mic. So so how do you know that they're not using your own camera and mic against you? Uh, so I now I can understand that there are situations where house arrest is and is a viable option, but if you're going to throw someone in jail, just throw them in jail. Don't you know? Don't don't start going in their house unless you have a good reason to. That's the way I look at that. So it I just as far as driving. I think that there's two sides to this issue, and we need a balance somewhere. So my other question to you was about, well, you know, and everyone else who speaks to, like, can you, if you can, like, a lot of times I say on my my spaces, and I really don't say on the podcast, if you have something to say or think about, grab a pen and paper so you can remember this. But my other thing is, if, if we have speed limits, then how come the vehicles are designed to go faster than speed limits? and um, so that's something we should consider as well when we talk about how fast people should drive. So if we should not drive at a particular speed, then these um, companies who are manufacturing these vehicles um, should not um, create cars that can go that fast. Okay. Well, then here's the question. Do you want the government uh, tell, for example, the Toyota Toyota Supra GS can can reach 200 or higher. I was at a Toyota dealership uh, last week or so with a friend. Um, the the Ferrari can reach over 250, and so can Lamborghini. Do you want the government to uh, put regulations on car manufacturers that that are that they have to cap the speed uh, cap their car speeds to the uh to the speed limits or do you because the manufacturing is kind of independent of the law in a way so it's a question do you want that regulation in place and are you willing to pay the taxes to enforce it much Hey, we're going to get over to um, Robert. I'm going to move you over because I'm quite sure you want to speak again in a second. Um, we're going to get to MF and then Soul. Soul, I think it's your first time speaking on my podcast. I'm excited you decided to come in and uh, um, speak on this. MF, please go ahead. Where you at? Mom. Mommy. Mama. Mom, there she is. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Okay, I asked a question. Um, what do you consider too fast? Um, and also, your question about the why can a car go so fast but not allowed to see the speed limit? One thing that I really liked about that was when I was in Europe, when we were on the Autobahn, which was a freeway, there wasn't a speed limit. So there wasn't really about anyone there policing us. So 
we had the um the option to drive as fast as we want at our own discretion. So that's why I said in one of your prior shows, I felt like when I was in Europe, like in Germany, I felt more free there than I did here because we had more limitations on our freedom than they had there. Thank you. So what's your opinion? Do we have the right to drive or do you think it's a privilege to drive? I feel we have the right to drive. Um, I definitely feel like it should be a right, not a privilege, because in now in the in today's time, you need a car to get around to do anything like get the kids to school, go to work, um, grocery shopping. It's not something for leisure. So it's really a necessity that we need to drive now. So I believe that it should be a right, not a privilege. Much, mom. Um, so I'm gonna bring you over. Wait, let me make sure. I'm gonna move mommy over. Um, and then pull up Soul. Okay, so what's your opinion? And after Soul, we're gonna get into the content of the discussion. I'm gonna give you all my receipts and discuss it. I don't have the the my website up yet where I'm going to have all the information on there quite yet. I'm going to have links and everything on there for y'all here soon, and I'll add it to this space later. Um, but um, so, hello, go ahead. Hi, Donnie. How's it going? Hi, everybody. How are you doing? Um, Fantastic. I... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Um, I think that it's uh, a right to drive. Um, I think that maybe it's a privilege for 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, and 18-year-olds um, as well, even though they're adults, you know, they're um, they're still coming into their own, and um, they're still learning, you know, how to drive. And I think by the time you're 20, 23, um, you're already seasoned with driving, and, um, you know, you've got it down for the most part. Um, but I wanted to go back to what you were saying about, um, you know, if there's speed limits, why are cars manufactured to go 100 miles per hour and 120 and up? Um, also, with that, I was thinking um, if racing is illegal in most states, why do they manufacture racing cars? Um, you know, if it's something that you're just going to do on a track, then you might as well just have something that's like, uh, what do they call those? I just know them as go-karts. I forget the correct term for them. But if you're going to be driving a go-kart, you can only do that, you know, anywhere that's not on a street, probably not on the sidewalk either. Um, and that's for good reasons. Um, you know, they go faster than motorized chairs. They go faster than those little scooters and everything else. Um, but yeah, you know, if racing is illegal in most states, maybe all states, I don't know. I know it's illegal in California. Um, then why do they make um, or manufacture cars that are street legal to race? Um and I think that, um, like you were saying, how some places have speed limits that are 80 miles per hour, I think that maybe in some cases, maybe it's okay that a car goes 90, 95 miles per hour, um, and that it's okay that it's manufactured to do so. But other than that, I think 80 um, miles per hour in the United States is probably the fastest uh, or the highest speed you can go legally. Um, I know that over by Coachella in um, California, um, I want to say it's 70 or 75 miles per hour. But um, that's just my two thoughts on it, or my two cents. <laughs> I appreciate that. And then 
um, I don't know if you guys, what other states do this, but in Texas, if you don't have your driver's license, if you have your driver's license, don't have your driver's license, they can find you. Also, if you don't update your 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 address, they can find you. And for me, um, I don't want because you if you go buy anything at a store or you gotta do anything, a lot of times you have to show your ID. I think that you should not have your ID, your address on your ID, because you can lose it and then someone can find you. It could be a serial killer. You don't know who has access to that. So typically, a lot of times, fine, you gonna pull me over and then get mad at me because my um, address is not updating my my license, whatever. I'm safe for um, because I don't want my address on there. Anyone can see it. Anyone can see your degree where you live and they require you to have it updated. Absolutely not. So before you go, so when we get into the content of the conversation, um, what do you think about them having your address on there and, and requ requiring you to update it? I don't, I'm not for sure how other states operate, but in Texas, they can find you if your address is not updated. If you accidentally say, oh, well, yeah, I moved this, this, you know, and they go, well, how long ago did you move? And it's not within their frame, the time frame. You give them too much information, they can give you a, a fine for not having your address updated. Um, I don't, I, I honestly don't know if that's, that's the case for California. Um, sorry, I, I really don't know that, but, um, I think you're right. I think it is, um, dangerous, you know, f um, for anybody to have access to your address and, you know, if it's required to get it updated, which I'm sure that is in every state. I know that's in California. I just don't know about the fine. Um, it is very dangerous. And then, um, you know, I don't think it's right that uh, the DMV and other government agencies require you to actually have a physical address and not a P.O. box. I think it would be safer if everybody had a P.O. box. Um, and if, you know, you have rights that protect your mail, sorry to go off topic, but, you know, if there's um, laws protecting your mail and that nobody else can open it, then I think that maybe post office boxes should be free. I think everybody should have one for free. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's dangerous, um, you know, for anybody to know your address. Cause like you said, anybody could be a serial killer or whatever, and the government's not going to protect you then. <laughs> so much. Um, I'm going to move you over to the queue. Um, you can come back. But me and my mom actually did have this conversation about the post off office and everything. And I'm like, well, then kind of like, why do we have to pay for it? And I noticed all that she put in here too, that I'm in California and I use my post office, post office box on mine. Now, I don't know if you can do that in Texas, but you know, Texas gets a big rap for being one of the, um, one of the freest states in this country. And it's full of crap. They have so many tiny rules and laws and everything like that. So, you know, my stance, you guys, is that we have a right to drive as long as you're not infringing on anyone else's rights. Um, there, I came across something because I was doing some research on licensing people's rights. And so when I was looking up, looking up licensing people's rights, because it's unconstitutional, because you can't do that, I came across this um, website it's actually ran by um, police officers. It's a special police officer bulletin. Like I said, I'll put all the receipts on my website and I will put it, I will link it up on here after the show later. Um, but for many years, professionals within the criminal justice system have acted upon the belief that traveling by motor vehicle upon the roadway was a privilege um, that was gained by a citizen only after approval of their respective state government in the form of an issuance of a permit or a license 
to uh, a particular individual. Legislators, police officers, court officials are becoming aware that those are now court decisions that have proven a fallacy of the legal opinion that driving is a privilege and therefore requires government approval. Um, some of these cases are, I'm going to tell you about some of these cases real quick. This one is a Chicago Motor Coach versus Chicago, um, 169 Northeast 22. Okay, so even the, uh, the legislator has no power to deny a citizen the right to travel upon the highway and transport his property in the ordinary course of his business or pleasure, though this right may be regulated in accordance with the public interest and convenience. Um, regulated here means traffic safety, enforcement, stop light signs, etc. Not a privilege that requires permission, licensing, mandatory insurance, and vehicle registration. So this is where I'm getting at here. I got so mad when they decided, first of all, when the seatbelt law came up, I was angry and furious. Like, how are you going to tell me that if I don't wear a seatbelt, you can give me a ticket? If I don't pay the ticket, you can find me even more. You can lock me up. You can come give me a warrant. Knock on my door. Boop, boop. You didn't pay the ticket. Here's a warrant. We're going to arrest you. That's absolutely asinine to me. And then when they, um, you already taking my money in taxes. All this stuff's going on and you're sitting there trying to tell me I have to, first of all, this is Obama era too, like, oh, you have to have health insurance. Oh, so you're going to tell me all the bills that I have to pay? Maybe if, you know, someone, a regular person doesn't get in accidents, if you want to have insurance, then make the price, the cost of it effective. But to make me have to pay for it, because when they require it, these insurance companies are literally like diving in and like, okay, in your area, a bunch of people are bad drivers. So therefore we're going to spike up your rates. You need to go off how I drive personally, if you're going to make my rates a particular way, that's not right or fair. And then for you to require me to have it, even though I don't cause accidents, if you don't cause accidents, paying $250, honestly, in my opinion, is um, against my rights. Um, to, if I don't ever cause accidents, I'm 34 years old and I've never caused a car, I've never caused a car accident, but you're requiring me to have insurance and I have to pay for it. And I get it. You guys don't want someone hitting you who doesn't have insurance and, you, and your car is, you know, it's total and you need something to go on. But like, if you have people who don't get in accidents, don't cause accidents, why are they expected to pay for insurance? Insurance is a just in case thing. Now making insurance, um, a requirement kind of takes away the just in case thing. So the next thing, the next case is um, Thompson versus Smith. The right of a citizen to travel upon the public highways and to transport his property thereon, um, either by carriage or by automotive, sorry, auto, I can't read, or by automobile, <laughs> is not a mere privilege which a city may prohibit or permit at will. But a common right, which he has under the right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So when I was talking about, you know, you be able to go to work or, you know, go where you need to go, that's the whole thing of the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness piece of it. Next, it could not be stated more conclusively that citizens of the states have a right to travel without approval or restriction, um, in quotes, license. And that this right is protected under the U.S. Constitution. Here are other court decisions that expand the same facts. The next one is Kent versus Dulles. 
The right to travel is part of the liberty of which citizens cannot be deprived without due process of the law under the Fifth Amendment. Now, let's go ahead and uh, pull up the Fifth Amendment. Give me one second, you guys, so we can discuss it real quick. Let me get to my other tab. Un momento, por favor. The Fifth Amendment states that no person shall be held to answer for capital or otherwise infamous crime unless one uh, person. Guys, I'm talking too fast. Let me slow down. Um, presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land of naval forces or in the militia. When in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offenses to be done twice, put in double jeopardy or life or limb, nor shall be compelled any criminal case to be with a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of the law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without um, just compensation. So when a cop comes up to your door and they're like, do you know why I pulled you over? um why do you have to answer them so if you decide not to comply and not talk to them and they can they can escalate the situation that people get shot so when we have cops who have been taught a different thing by their departments versus you know the actual law of the land which they are taking oaths on we have an issue here well um if you say oh yeah i was going over the speed limit and then you're incriminating yourself. You're not you don't you're not obligated to incriminate yourself. But a lot of times these things escalate because people um are not complying with their their laws. So next up we have um Compitch versus Kansas. Like this this I got I'm gonna give y'all two more examples and we're gonna talk about the fundamental rights and everything, and then we'll come back to some more people who wanna talk. Um, but real quick, um Complete within the protection of the Constitution as the liberty to go when and where one wills. This was a court case that was won. And like I said again, by the way, this this article um, where they're putting all the receipts and everything on here, this is put up by police officers and sheriff's departments. These are people. These are people who actually do abide by their law. They do take their oath seriously. They are um, still active cops on here, and they're also retired of cops on here. And they've retired, they've probably been doing this for quite a long time. Next. Undoubtedly, the right of locomo locomotion, the right to remove from one place to another, according to inclination, is an attribute of personal liberty and the right ordinarily of free trans transit for from or through the territory of any state is a right secured by the 14th amendment and by other provisions of the constitution and that one was i cannot pronounce that name versus duels it is s-c-h-a-c-t-m-a-n and let's go ahead and go over to the 14th amendment one moment while i pull that tab up and we'll go over it and that's why we, that's why this is um a community for us you guys why i pull that up that's why we have to know our rights. That's why um, our knowing these rights are so important because we'll sit there and comply with things and incriminate ourselves and allow them to do whatever they want to because, you know, we've been told most of our life that driving is a privilege. Yeah, that's what you believe. That's what you've been told when you're since you're a kid. Next, it says, no state shall have 
no, sorry. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or pursuit, life or liberty without due process of law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. And actually, that has been abused, by the way, um, when they decide, oh, with gay marriage and stuff like oh i i got married here in california but it's not legal in this state um so basically you're saying like you can't have your your rights deprived just because you cross um state borders um in the constitution so let me get to the fundamentals next and then we're going to have some people who are up here who are speakers um speak on the things that we're talking about We'll dive in some more on the content because you people will probably start veering off. But I think, honestly, this is an important conversation because I believe most of us are drivers. Um, most of us, uh, this is important to us and people should know this. And sometimes, you know, you see someone um, saying, I know my rights, I know my rights. And we think they're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, just so comply. I think if there's more of us who know what's going on, then we'll actually stand up for that citizen that actually does know their rights and we won't call them crazy. So as hard as it is for law enforcement to believe, there's no room for speculation in these court decisions. The American citizens um, do indeed have the inalienable right to use the road race unrestricted in any manner as long as they're not damaging or violating property or rights of another. And that's when, like, when I was talking to Blondie earlier, like, he was right. Like, as long as you're not infringing on someone else's rights, you're not killing other people, you're not hurting someone else, and and call it causing bodily damage or damaging anyone's property yes but if you are that's a different story so next uh piece of everything is um the government and requiring people to file for driver's licenses uh, vehicle registrations mandatory insurance and demanding that they stop for vehicle inspections DUI, DWI, roadblocks, etc., without question are restricting and therefore violating the people's common law to travel, their common law right to travel. Um, this is a new legal interpretation on the subject of the right to travel. Apparently not. The American Citizens and Lawmen Association, in conjunction with the U.S. Federal Law Research Center, are presently involved in studies in several areas involving questions on constitutional law. One of the many, many areas under review is the area of citizens' right to travel. And the interview of a spokesperson stated, upon researching this subject over many months, um, substantial case law has presented itself that completely subsidiaries that the position that the right to travel unrestricted upon the nation's highways is and has always been a fundamental right of every citizen. This means that the beliefs and opinions our state legislators, the courts, and those of um, as involved in the law enforcement profession have acted upon for years have been in error. Researchers armed with actual facts say the U.S. case law is overwhelmingly and determined to, uh, and determining that to restrict in any fashion the movement of the individual American and free exercise of their right to travel upon the roadways, excluding commerce, we'll get that in a second, which the state legislators are correct in regulating, is a serious breach of these freedoms secured by the U.S. Constitution and most constitutions, it's unlawful. Commerce, they say, is not um, considered um, a part of that. So if you're 
using your vehicle to work and transport things. Say you're a semi truck driver and you're, you're sending things over, um, and you're traveling for a company and you're, you're, you're having their products. That's outside of it. Like you do need a special license for that. Um, in order to do that, cause that, and that comes in a different, like, uh, coverage there. So with that being said, so I did put you over, but I still see you here. Let me pull my, my thing back up. No, you're gone. So let me, um, go ahead and grab, um, Baldy first to see what he, he says about what we, what I just gave you guys, um, for now. And I'll get to the other people who are still sitting in the queue. Baldy. Oh, wait, 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 Baldy, real quick. Flamethrower and said, um, what versus okay. We got all those laws uh, given to us by our government. Wait, 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 wait. Federal. Baldy, I'm sorry. One second. Sorry, I did not see the comment. They said, what versus Kansas? I'm going to spell it for you because just in case I spelled it incorrectly, it's C-O-P-P-A-D-E versus Kansas. I'm going to type it in the comment section. And I'm in Chicago where they required to have address updated. Donnie, I need to answer that one. Okay, so Baldy, please go ahead. I'm gonna comment to the people while you're going. Okay. Okay, as of California, we do have to update our address. They don't give us a new license, they just update in the computer and they put a sticker behind our license. Um one thing I kinda have a little bit of beef, but at the same time I like it, but I kinda hate it is when people out of state are here for years and they don't get California plates. I know for a fact in uh, Texas, you guys can't do that. That if the cop cites you for being in Texas more than 30 days, they literally give you a ticket. It's either you're going to stay in Texas or you're going to convert your out-of-state plates to to Texas plates or you get a fine or you have to leave or sell your car, whatever the case. Uh, I know they're more strict over there. Here in California, there's more liberty. But there's also an abuse. I know people that have been from the state of Missouri and they've been taking advantage for almost 10 years. And I don't think that's right um, in regards to that. And that's drivers, hopefully in good standing. In regards to the laws that you that you place, yeah, we do have those rights. They're, they're given to us by our constitution. And our state is the one that actually uh, divides those laws into all, all citizens. So we could be, you know, we have a right to transport, a right to travel and all that. Um, even though just being a driver is not enough, in case you can't afford a car, you, you could take a bus, you could take the Greyhound, you could take the train. So you have a right to move around. I think my greatest worry that you probably haven't covered, Donnie, and it's not a got you shot or anything like that. I don't do that. Uh, can I read something to you? And I know you're familiar with it because you're a very educated woman. It's the New World Order UN Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Mission Goals. Let me read them to you. One world government, one world cashless society, uh, currency, one world central bank, one world military, the end of national sovereignty, the end of all privately owned property. That There goes the cars and homes. The end of the family unit, depopulation control, population growth, and population dens- uh, diverse- density, mandatory multiple vaccines, universal basic income, austerity, in other words, microchip society for purchasing, travel, backing, and control. Talk about rights uh, violated, mark of the beast most likely, implementation of a world social credit system like they have in China pretty much, trillions of appliances hooked into 5G monitoring system, internet, government um, internet, Uh, talk about privacy rights, totally disavowed, government raised children, 
government-owned and controlled schools, colleges, universities, the end of private transportation, only owning cars, etc. That's the one I wanted to get to. What do you think about that, Donnie? That's scary. You talk to me about all the rights here as the citizens of the United States. You, me, and everybody that we're here, we're pretty much citizens of the United States and legal residents and about having the right. But what about when that comes into play? I wasn't, I wasn't aware if you're aware. I'm pretty sure you're aware of Agenda 21 and now Agenda 2030. Uh, what do you think about that? The talk about stripping away all rights of ownership of car and driving. If you could answer me. Yeah, I'm aware of those things, and I think they're already trying to uh, implement it in that sense already. Um, so I'll say this real quick on the whole thing with the vehicles. They're already, like, raising gas prices super high. You know, it's hard to buy a vehicle. The value of vehicles apparently have jumped up more expensive to get a vehicle. Can you move your mic? So can you do it for me? Because I mute your mic, then I have to move you over. Can you mute it for me? Thank you. Um, so what, what, what did it decide that they, if you don't follow the rules, they can decide to take you off the grid where you can't even charge up your vehicle? So they're already doing certain things to implement those things and uh, get these kind of things rolling. Um, that's why they make all the different laws. Any of these laws they put in place is not for your benefit. It's not for your safety. It's for them to have more power and for them to be bigger. And I understand that and get that. That's why when I, this is just one conversation. We have a lot of different um, conversations. And every single time we get on this um, show and this podcast, we talk about God. We talk about the Constitution, Bill of Rights, and our Declaration of Independence. Because we have to educate people. And I'm so happy that this platform is available because you can download all these episodes and share them with other people. If there's a clip you're talking or whatever, you can go ahead and share it. So people need to know these things because then if if you know you're right and everyone else doesn't, that's like mob rule. We're not even a, a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. So we have to fight back uh, this this um, this inception they're trying to um, create for us to be accepting of what they're doing. And this stuff, when it comes to right to drive uh, versus privilege to drive, this is a local thing. So like I said before, in other spaces, we're going to have to start holding our police departments accountable. You don't go out there and scream defund the police and they're killing us. So that's not going to be effective. Um, it's not going to work. But what you do do is go out there and tell them to stop enforcing unconstitutional laws. You guys are already sucking us dry with taxes, um, the prices of everything going up, inflation, everything. Now you want to sit there and try to find a reason to go after me? so that you can take away my privileges, so I have to give you more money? How much more of what, how much more of us can we, we y'all take from us? At least take the right to travel seriously. This is simple, this is local, this is your cities, this is your county areas and state. They need, you need to hold these people accountable, you need to protest, you need to have groups. Don't be mean, don't shout the police, bring constitution pamphlets with you, and there's some police officers who are gonna get it. Go to the union meetings if you are able to, or wait outside until they come out and hand them constitutions. This is what you took an oath on, not what you were sat here and you were trained to do. This is what you took an oath on. You guys need to start doing it. But um, Blondie, I appreciate you so much for your input. You're amazing. Thank you so much for that. I'm going to hop over to um, another person real quick. Um, let me hop over to Jet because he hasn't gone at all yet. 
Um, let's see what Jet has to say. Jet, go ahead. Hey, what's going on? I'm going to be quick. Just got home, about to eat. But, um, yeah, I heard you talking a lot about getting into, you know, talking about the law enforcement and their jurisdiction. I wasn't going to say it at first, but uh, that's key. And their terminology is what they're what they're kind of trained on, but not at the same time when they realize you're an individual that understands their terminology and how they are really just revenue generators for the city that they pertain to. Uh, you really start to understand their games and their tactics, especially when you pay attention. And for the seasoned officer, they also are, I guess, trained and coached a little bit more when it comes to individuals like that, you know, that uh, individuals, individuals like the sort who know what they're what they're trained on in their in their schemes. But um, I uh, pulled up a couple of different definitions. Uh, I pulled up the definition of driving and I pulled it up twice and I pulled up the definition of traveling and the two different uh, types of definitions uh, on both words are one that just gives it simply and then the, also the other that uh, pertains to it by law. So I want you to, I want the you know audience to hear both. And this one is just the definition of driving. It, uh, hold on, the control, or uh, let me see. Why is it going back? Yeah, I, I don't know why it's going back. I don't know why it goes back to that. But let me pull up the other one and... Excuse me, everybody. All right. So traveling, just a regular definition, is going or being transported from place to place. And then traveling in law is to go from one place to another at a distance, to journey, spoken of voluntary change of place, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then I want to pull up the the definition of driving in law. Driving means operating a motor vehicle on a roadway, including while temporarily stationary because of traffic, a traffic light, stop sign, or otherwise. Driving does not include being in your vehicle, in a location off the roadway, in a location off the roadway where it is safe and legal to remain stationary. And I just wanted to pull that up because once you say, or if they pull you over, and I remember you, Donnie, saying that, um, uh, do you know how fast you're going uh, in a sense like that? Or do you know why I pulled you over? Uh, even acknowledging those statements from an officer is pulling you into their jurisdiction. So one key thing, I'm not saying, like how you said, I'm not saying that the uh, defunding the police or the police are, are a bad cause because they're definitely needed. And, but they definitely need to know that you're an individual that can't be played, I guess, in a sense. But, I, you know, in, in that regards, I just wanted to bring that up, you know, letting people know that when they do or are, are, are dealing with an officer on the road, that uh, being aware that they need to let the officer know that they're not in their jurisdiction if you're going to, uh, you know, I guess play that route. I don't usually do that, especially if I don't have the time, because, you know, you they're even even if you know your rights, they're still subject. They, they have the power to just arrest you by any means or even kill you if you want to go that far. But you see what I'm saying? So it, it depends on what battle you're ready to fight, but that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. 
Absolutely. And real quick, don't leave. I have a question because the comment was there was a comment in the sections about, uh, I guess, I think the question was if the mil the military doesn't have to update their address. Is there, is there an address on the military IDs? There is no address on the military ID. That is a good question. As far as us driving, our license is based off of where we registered or where we went, where we voted out of, what state we voted out of. And unless or until you change your address of record on your paperwork from where you enlisted out of, then that's when it will change. And as far as like what state your license plates and everything, that depends on what states you got your vehicle, because I know I was stationed in San Diego, but I I purchased my vehicle in San Diego, but I, I also never got a motorcycle license. I never got a California license. So I just used my military ID for everywhere I transported. And I did get pulled over a couple of times. And I the cops, you know, I guess just took it easy on me or just didn't really want to put the book on me like that. So, you know, it, it, it like I said, it depends on what you're, what you're going at, you know. But as far as I know, no. They, One more. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I have one more question for you. The shirt that you're wearing, your profile. Now that you're not gonna jump off real quick, um, can you tell everybody where you got that shirt from, and if do you like it and everything? Uh, oh yeah, I actually do like it. Um, I use tank tops and just regular t-shirts for when I'm out and about and working out. So that's definitely a good fit. Uh, the sizings were right for what I picked it for. I like my size cut a little bigger. So, you know, it's not like a Chinese drop site, but I got it off of notpoliticalproperty.com. Uh, should definitely check it out. It's in reference to the cost constitutionalist. You can go and pick up merchandise, but also tune into a lot of the threads and forums that are posted there daily. So, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you so much. Let's get over to... Um... MF and then Robert, then Soul. I didn't want to say anything. Sorry. Robert, you're next. Go ahead, Robert. Well, yeah. Can you hear me? It's perfect. Okay. Sometimes my Bluetooth works, sometimes it doesn't. So, so I, I appreciate all those court cases that you posted. And you're right, cops are not trained to follow the Constitution. They're, they're trained to follow the city and the state codes. Or, or in the case of the D.C. Park Police federal, and the Capitol Police, federal codes. So there's a huge difference between the constitutional laws and the legal codes. The Supreme Court uh, is trans under our current system translates the constitutionality of the legal codes, and 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 uh, I think the Supreme Court since 1960s has let way too many violations fly. Because, for example, we shouldn't have the separation of church and state the way it's worded. I get the spirit of it. The spirit is that we're not a theocracy. 
we are uh, we are a liberal in in the dictionary definition of the word, not the Democratic Party. We are we are supposed to be a a, pl a liberal in reference to freedom place where you can choose what you practice without any imposition from the government as long as you can uh, as long as you're not violating someone else's rights you know and there I could go through the many laws uh, that have violated the Constitution for um, for every amend for every constitutional amendment I can I can I can name you at least one law that that has contradicted the Constitution and the Supreme Court let it fly, which makes them complicit in nullifying the Constitution. And that's what scares me about the Supreme Court, because even they don't believe in the Constitution anymore, except when it's, quote, politically safe. Well. The founding fathers did not intend for things to be politically safe. They cared about what was right and wrong. Murder is murder. Theft is theft. Uh, that, uh, and that's the way they looked at it. And it was, it was non-negotiable. The Second Amendment, it says, well-regulated. It, it does not mean well regulated has no reference to gun control whatsoever if you look at the writings of the founding fathers the well regulated was 1800s terminology for well trained they just they had they used old english they had a different way of speaking then but that's what they meant by it if you look at the writings of george washington and thomas jefferson they never meant that to ban gun ownership at all. Guns were a commodity then. You could go that theoretically you should be able to go to 7-Eleven and buy a Smith and Wesson while you're buying uh, while you're while you're buying a chocolate bar and a Pepsi, you know. But uh, but we know but we know that that's not how DC operates, and it's a tragedy that Maryland and DC are so central to our history and yet the people in the people of those states largely vote against the founding fathers every chance they can and mayor bowser i think she's a complete traitor to this country the the mayor of dc you know i think that in maryland our county executives and our governor they he's they're traitors too you know and there in this area is really supposed to be where supposed to be the home for for the legal system because this is our capital city and this this is the area surrounding it you know so cops so the only thing i can say as far as cops is do not is anytime a cop asks you a question if you think you're being charged for a crime uh which you'll know by their tone. If you think you're being charged for a crime, the only thing you should be saying is, I want a lawyer. After that, they are not, anything they say is illegal for them to question you on without a lawyer present. Thank you so much, Mr. And honestly, I have friends that are attorneys 
but a lot of them they go by the code too they go by you know penal code all the other stuff they don't go by the constitution so when you are looking for an attorney make sure you find one that actually lives and dies by the constitution it's not very many of them but if you do find one in your state that's who you go to because they're going to ask you to take a deal they're going to ask you to say that you did something wrong um because at the end of the day man honestly if we live by the constitution um these this the uh, attorneys wouldn't make as much money as they do so um we're gonna go to seoul um next but i want to go ahead and read what the uh drake uh the president the next president of the united states independent vote drake 2024 says sorry i can't speak tonight we are packing the trailer and hitting the road tomorrow my family and i will be coming to a town near you soon so thank you so much he always comes up here and speaks he engages with all of us, and that's um, highly recommended. Um, Joe Citizen said, got me. Okay, going to look at your merch. Absolutely. my The merch is the most popular, and I actually only have that right now to some extent on my page. There's the constitutionalist stuff on there. Um, but the, the not property, so sorry, property of God only is a, basically the most popular merch on there. And, uh Yeah. So, uh, so I'm gonna pull you up next, and then I have something else to add. If you guys want to come back up and speak, um, after so, we'll stay on probably until 9:15 is the hard cutoff. So, if you do want to come up and speak, please do so. Again, my website is notpoliticalproperty.com. It is in the comment section. On the picture, it has my uh, Venmo, so you can tip, because you know this takes time. This takes a lot of uh, research and. Everything I'm trying to get done, it costs money. Nothing's free. We're conservatives. We know we don't. The handouts aren't uh, what we do. But when you, if you want to donate in some sense, and uh, if you appreciate what we're doing here, if you can, please do. So, you're next. Go ahead. Um, I didn't really have anything further to add, but um, I kind of wanted to go back to what you were saying about um, our rights while traveling. Um, I think what's against our uh, our rights is the fact that we have to still mask or be vaccinated and or take a test just to get on a plane. Um, I know a lot of people, I mean, I can't fly for a lot of reasons, but um, I know some people are really against flying now and, you know, they'd rather um, request more time off from work just to have to drive. Um, so, yeah, I think that is against our rights. Um, just wearing a mask in general, you know, and, um, all that, like I was at the hospital earlier and I guess at a hospital, you absolutely have to wear a mask. But if that hospital, which mine does, um, if they have clinics, you know, right now you're not required to wear a mask um, at the clinics because um, of the mandate. So it's like, well, if they could do that at their clinics, why not, you know, at the hospital? Um, but that was just my two cents. And I'm sorry, I didn't have anything further to add. <laughs> just don't say sorry. That's a good ass point then yeah they shouldn't try to tell you you can't travel because you don't put a mask on and then they, some of them are trying to say you have to be vaccinated and show your your star basically that you you're able to do so yes don't say sorry that's a good point and a lot of people who want to travel and do all these things this does protect you with that too you do have the right to travel they cannot tell you oh if you don't do this and then the third and honestly, too, that whole Patriot Act thing, I, I don't like flying because of I feel violated every time I go there. I try to bring as little things as possible um, to make it easier to get through there. 
I uh, try to dress a certain way. I don't understand people dress up real cute, wear heels and stuff because you got to take it all off. Nope, nope, I'm not doing all that. Um, but and then they always want to go through my hair. Excuse me, ma'am. Um, the things that we need to go through your hair. No, it was probably a concentrated area that it could not detect anything. That's why it wouldn't go through my hair. No, you're not touching my hair. First of all, y'all know it was a rule you don't touch a black woman's hair. But then you go through the airport, that rule is broken. Absolutely not. You are absolutely right. So I'm happy you brought that up. That's a very important point. Um, so the next piece I'm going to add here is that um, what percentage of people in each state have filed and received licenses, registrations, insurance, et cetera, after... Um, being advised by their government that it's mandatory. Many of our courts and attorneys and police officials are just becoming informed about this important issue and the difference between privileges versus rights. We can assume that the majority of Americans carrying state licenses, um, vehicle registrations, and have no knowledge of the rights they waived and obeying the laws such as the, the Constitution has clearly stated. There are unlawful laws of no effect. In other words, laws that are not laws at all. Our sworn duty and an area of serious consideration for every police officer is to understand the most important law in our land. He has taken an oath to protect, defend, and enforce. It is not the state laws nor the city or county ordinance, but that the law that they uh, supersede. All other laws in our nation, the U.S. Constitution, if the laws in particular police officer state or local community are in conflict with the supreme law of our nation, there is no question the officer's duties to uphold the U.S. Constitution. And that's why for me, like I said, maybe, you know, these police officers are people just like us. They have their own families. They don't know either. They've been taught and indoctrinated and um, influenced in that direction too. And when they join the police force, they're taught something different so our duty is we don't say to fund them we don't be rude to them we don't boycott them and be assholes to them we just present them with the truth like i said i will have a page first of all, i'll have an article so you can guys can access the different um resources that i'm discussing with you and I, like i said on this page these are written by police officers and, and sheriff departments these are these are people who are in law enforcement and so when we are educating our police officers, maybe they want to change their career if they're forced to do something like this. Maybe they'll, they'll have more of an impact and say, hold up, wait a minute. I think a lot of things will change at our local area when we, we go with our police department. You don't go just protesting, hold up signs, and you're yelling at them. Bring them the resources. Bring them the Constitution. Bring them these things. And I'll have a page on my website so you guys can print all this stuff and take it with you when you go and talk to these um, police officers. So, and then you guys can organize your own things in your areas because like this community is us, but we can we need to be a, a, a national community um, with all this stuff. So um, that's all I have. So I, I see Blondie's here and Robert's here. I'm gonna pull you guys up. Anyone else wants to speak? We're getting off here no later than nine fifteen. I will say this: I will go ahead and hop on Twitter Spaces briefly tonight um around 9 30 and then we'll go from there and let me make uh robert flamethrower uh the next person he can go ahead and speak on it pull up blondie 
but we do have until 9.15, and we're, we're shutting it down. See, these shows are supposed to be an hour, but they keep going over, but that's okay, because sometimes we, we can't fit everything in one hour. And then this is why I love you guys so much. And make sure y'all share this, this as well, because y'all definitely, if anything you share, share this, because we need people to wake up and understand that their rights have been infringed on. They've been lied to for a long time. And this is how you yourself can help and protect your community. So, Robert, go ahead. Um, well, I will tell you this. I do know one police officer. He's a very good guy. Um, I, I asked one day, me and him were having a discussion about police brutality and, and some of this and, and the fact that uh, Antifa, BLM are getting away with crime as well as the government asking police officers, would you be willing to kill innocent people? And I just straight, I just, uh, by the way, he's also the pastor of the church I used to go to. Um, but, uh, but I straight up asked him, if you, if, if your district attorney told you to kill innocent people, would you do it? He said, absolutely not. And he would quit if he was ever asked to do such a thing. So there are good people out there that they just want to enforce the law in, in that's in a just manner. That I think the, I think the news puts a spotlight on the bad cops because the bad cops, uh, you know, the cops that do the horrendous things like that actually do kill innocent people, that do that do railroad innocent people in court they're the ones who get the press but if you listen to a police scanner for just one week you'll be horrified at the things you hear i i uh, i have an old radio shack police scanner that i used to i used to listen to the dc park police because it this it doesn't have the apco 25 protocol the phase two that uh that that the nearby county uses so but when i when i heard the things that the dc park police have to deal with i mean there was one night there were some terrorists in dc uh that were trying to blow up a federal building so there's a lot of things that i think cops do that we don't know about too so that's that's where i i try to look at things in a balanced perspective because we need to make sure that the laws that are being enforced are laws that are doing good for society, not not laws that are just money makers. Like, for example, I'll tell you, I will openly tell you this. If any of you come to the D.C. metro area, the first thing you'll spot is speed cameras. So when you see that speed limit, obey it. Otherwise, you'll end up with a good $200 or so ticket. I promise you. I mean, they're littered throughout the roads, throughout D.C., Maryland, and parts of Virginia. So just a, just a fair warning to any travelers. But I, but we need, we need, we can't get away from the fact that we need police to enforce the law and deal with criminals. But how do we do it in a manner that, that protects the constitutional rights and enforces public safety? Because do we really want to do we really want a world of anarchy where 
uh, where everyone's shooting at everyone else. I don't want that either. You know, we need we need some kind of order because this is a republic, right? Thank you so much, Robert, for that. Before you go, if you're still there, I'm looking at the the chat. Joe Citizen, I like I know like you're making fun of me. I we keep asking him. I'm gonna start calling him Bob, okay? But when I see his name pop up, it says something else. I don't know how to pronounce it. But he never really corrects us. Um, but what is considered a bad cop or good cop? Me, I'll answer it first. For me, I feel like a bad cop versus good cop is one who actually upholds the oath they took versus the ones that don't. So that I feel like, you know, and it's like, oh, there's some good cops and there's some bad cops. So yeah, there's not ones out there just killing people and all that stuff. For me, a good cop is one who's actually doing their job. Um, and like I said, I don't hate cops. I was, I, I've been at back to blue rallies and everything. I have a different perspective on that now. Um, uh, but Robert, uh, what do you think before we get to Baldy? I'm sorry, Bob. Um, <laughs> uh, I think his. Uh, I think his name is pronounced Bloody. Kind of, uh, uh, if I think I got it right because it sounds like a Jamaican name. Um, I know a few Jamaicans, but uh, um, I, but I. He's think... definitely not Jamaican. He's, he's, I think he's a proud Mexican. I think is what he said before. I don't think he's Jamaican. <laughs> well, it sounds like a Jamaican name, so, but, um, it, but either way. I think that that uh, one of the things I thought of it, in dealing with the corrupt uh, deal with corruption in police departments is we all know how the thin blue line works. Uh, when a cop does something wrong, the 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 person who snitches is gonna be uh, is gonna is gonna be uh, given the worst assignments and is sometimes going to be thrown in the front lines with no backup. So I think what they need to do is they need to have anonymous tip lines and IAB around IABs around the country where cops can anonymously report other cops for incidents and, and they're legally required not to tell the person who's stitched. So, because that would that would fish out a lot of the problems because one of the one common understanding and by the way when when I was younger I used, I used to be FTP all the way because I I had my situations where cops would harass me too you know because I like wearing all black I was I used to hung out with the goths so yeah I had my share of times where cops would stare at me the wrong way and sometimes ask questions but you know brush it off whatever but uh but i think but i think if there was a means for cops to report each other without uh without fear of retribution from other, from dirty cops because god knows that there are dirty cops that are willing to kill um then i think that would fix a lot of our problems Thank you. And I just thought of something um, real quick. I have a brother who works um, for a sheriff department and me and him had this discussion. And so I thought to make sure I sent him this link 
that we're talking about personally tonight and then ask him what he thinks after the fact. I think that my brother is amazing. He does, he's offended people where he saw cops were um, doing bad things to other people. Um, I love him with all my heart. Um, he's my, one of my best friends in my entire life. And crap. Sorry, you guys. I was literally texting him this and that I was actually texting him this show <laughs> instead of the actual week I wanted to send. But, you know, I actually do all the, by the way, on the 18th, I'm going to have um, a coffee on here and we're going to talk. And the name of the show is, it's, it's Zeke, actually. Y'all know who Zeke is? The black dude that's a cop on Twitter? He's going to come on and we're going to talk. And the title of the uh, that show is called, let me go to my titles. It is called um, Just Do My Job. It's the very first one. It's the last one, April 18th, 7.30 p.m. Um, Zeke and I are going to get into some things. So make sure y'all are there because this conversation is going to come up. Because I'm sending him this link and I want to make sure he speaks on it because it's very important that we speak on it. Let's pull up um, Bob real quick. Thank you so much, Flamethrower, for your input, always. Go ahead. Uh, Hello, once again. Uh, Basically, I think uh, not enough could ever be said. I know we went from right to drive, and we're talking about police officers and their responsibilities, good, bad, bad cops. You know, I think the only way to to, uh, scrutinize and vet bad bad cops from ever coming into the force is they have to have a higher standard, psychological profile of different types of tests. Because, you know, I've met very good cops, but it's always the bad cops that give good cops a bad name. And uh, it's a sad thing. It shouldn't happen anymore. In this day and age, we have so much technology. It's not just a matter of doing a background check. Because a person could have a clean record. It's about really looking into the person, who they are, you know, testing them out, different situations. Uh, some of these guys, they come in with uh, their, their trigger, they're trigger happy. They just want to do, they just want to shoot someone, really. They don't really do it as a career. That's why there's some cops that don't last. I got to work one former sheriff deputy from somewhere from Sacramento, back north. And he was a manager at a Costco years ago when I was there, back in early 2001, 2002. And the guy had a very nasty attitude. He had issues. Why didn't you stay as a cop? Usually because they, they take advantage of the power, unrestrained power. And, it, and if they don't vet these kind of guys that have a nasty attitude, and women, whoever it is, they shouldn't have a right to, to work as a cop. You know, if you're not there to protect and serve, then you shouldn't be there. If you're, if you're not sociable, you don't know how to interact with the community, of different nationalities, you're not there. I know the cop's job is no longer that easy anymore because now a lot of them work as uh, almost like a like a social worker, almost like a dad with a lot of fatherless homes. They're, they're like dads sometimes. Sometimes they have to visit the same ha- uh, house several times throughout the week. A single mother doesn't know how to take care of a child properly, no father around, in and out of jail possibly, or probably dead, gangster type. The child, there's good children that actually get raised up by cops because they know them and they know better and they take care of them. But that's not their job. That's why a lot of people in the force, police and sheriff, they, they leave the force. Right now, here in the 
the county of Los Angeles, as you many as many of you know, that I'm probably the only Republican here in the state of California. <laughs> the, we have a, a, a Mexican American sheriff. His name's Alex Villanueva. Yeah, he's a Democrat, but you know what? This guy's more conservative than anything. When the LA Board of Supervisors told uh, Alex that he would have to check people, have his have his deputies check people that weren't wearing their masks, he denied it. He said that's unconstitutional. And that was the LA Board of Supervisors, where Hilda Solis is is in front of all of them. The one they used to work with under the Obama administration. If you remember that name, um, when he when he ordered people to to do background checks on people, deny them their gun. He actually did reverse. This guy's pro Second Amendment. And he said very clear, he wasn't going to be taking guns away. On the contrary, he started issuing gun, gun, uh, conceal and carry uh, rights uh, permits, which is not known here in California, but he said he found a way legally. But he had to do a background search on people. So they could have that could happen. So he was basically almost like acting like an old Western style sheriff. I praise that guy. He's great. He's a fellow Latino, Mexican American. He's speaking just Spanish. But right now they're they're trying to ostracize him, vilify him every every chance he has. He has he's on the November election of this midterm election coming up. I'm going to vote for him. He's he's a great sheriff, but he doesn't cow cow down to the bullshit of the of the LA County Sheriff's Department, uh, LA County Board of Supervisors. That just tries to manipulate. They have very limited power over them, and they know it because he's an elected official. That's why he legally cannot be fired by them. He would have to do something so wrong to be fired, really bad. But uh, I, I back the blue. It's sad. I know that you know they try to do the best. Problem is, and I know the, the majority that go into the academy, to be honest, they all have their bachelor's degree, so they have a form of education at least at a certain level. Others that go for the masters and juris talk to become lawyers or what other areas in law enforcement, maybe FBI agents or whatever. God bless them. It's not an easy job. That's why I'm not very critical of the cops. Of course, we hate bad cops. Who doesn't? Like the guy that killed uh, um, real, real quick, uh, George um, Floyd, right? Real um, quick. Um, I don't, I've been recently understanding and, you know, myself, I'm 34 and I was in college uh, maybe 12 some years ago. Um, <clears throat> um, I, I call it an indoctrination certificate. Um, just because you have a degree doesn't mean you're smart. I've, I've met a lot of people who are dumb who don't have a degree. And so um, sometimes I feel like the, the, the diploma or bachelor's or any of those things can be more so of a you're more acceptance of society because you are going to accept the norms that were taught to you in college. Think about the teachers. They got degrees. What are they doing to these kids in their um, um, K through 12? So I, I try to these different things that people use to give people authority over other people, you have to understand what those things are uh, before we like, you know, we praise someone that, yes, it's great. I got a degree. You know, most people don't get degrees. Most people weren't going to college anyways, beforehand. They had other things. Um, but we'll, that's another conversation another day. But when I don't want to necessarily praise people just because they have a degree. Cause a lot of these people who are crazy leftists have degrees and um, they're dumb. So, uh, go ahead, Baldy. Bob. <laughs> uh, it's, it's true what you're saying. Uh, I come from the information technology background, so arts fall into STEM, 
and uh, not just any dumbass comes into it, especially the ones with that are lefties with uh, psychology or sociology or ethnic studies or cultural diversity and all. <laughs> Sorry, you got to be really that, you're you're going to do some true. work there. Yeah, that's but true. It's but a lot of require you to take certain courses under liberal studies, even if yeah. you do have a science degree. You have to yeah. you have to have some kind of indoctrination snuck in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think I'm the kind of person that wears that shirt. I went to school, to, you know, to college, and uh, and I didn't get uh, a liberal uh, indoctrination. But I I hear you. I heard. You. I just alone in the tech sector. There's a lot of idiots I've met. The majority are lefty. I don't understand why. They might be brainiacs in programming and to, you know computer technology, cybersecurity, all that stuff, but they are lefty. But that's unfortunately our very ignorant culture of this time. You try to have a heart-to-heart talk like what we have here in this forum, and they can't handle that. They get offended easily. And, and like I told you yesterday, uh, out of Avi's uh, program on Twitter, I got kicked out on Sunday. And I think that was done maliciously. It was funny, but very immature, but it was it's lefties. They couldn't handle what I was throwing at them. They thought they were going to give me this, how condescending, how arrogant they are. They want to come at you like I have to learn something from there instead of me, instead of they have to learn something from me. And I constantly corrected them, but they, they already had their plan to shut me down. It was like about half a dozen of them. The majority were women, feminists, and they were from all over the United States and Australia. And Donnie, you, I know you've heard of, they come out with some crazy, stupid arguments. Like one of them came at me and told me, we shouldn't be teaching our children English and math which obviously that is like what are the most fundamental in our education, right? On, on the contrary, they want you to be teaching them climate change. Wow. <laughs> I think you could get that in a geography, you know, in anthropology or whatever course, you know. Uh, but you know everybody needs to speak, right? Dep- depending on the, lang- the language of the country that they're in. If they're here in America, Western country, English speaking, okay, English. Australian, British, American, or Canadian, whatever. But you have to learn. You have to learn the classics, what were the classics of liberal arts education? English, in English-speaking Greek, maybe Spanish or French, a math, science. Those were fundamental because that's what you need in life. You don't need to be indoctrinated with all this garbage, exactly what you're saying, Donnie, and I agree with you 100% uh, on, on that they give you school. Yeah, luckily, you know, when I went to school in the early 2000s, all the way to 2006, I didn't have that problem. The last classes that I took uh, three, two years ago, uh, three years ago, almost, uh, I went for electronics. I didn't, I, I didn't go through that bullshit. The most uh, feminism and left-wing progressivism that I ever got was from my teachers. Some of them were cool, down-to-earth, very educated. They didn't push the, the gay or the pronoun agenda or Latinx or all that. My you know, m- most progressive that I got was my French class, when the women in the class that have been taking all those psychology classes who had been indoctrinated, came in, they challenged my, te- my teacher of why is it that the French language, like all, all, uh, all uh, Latin-based languages, why do they have him or her, you know, in, in, in the food, in the clothes, the table, the shirt, you know, the clothes that you wear. It's it referred to, to la, le, and, 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 and they didn't... Bob, what's that noise in the background? I hear like water going into oh, water. It, it's gone, it's gone. Did you see so, No, no, no. I went to wash my hands. So, so what happened that, that a lot of these students were bringing up these topics of how could we change the French language? You know what my feminist French teacher told him, who's Italian? She goes, you got to stop that nonsense. Europe does not play by our rules. It's the very same thing that Emmanuel Macron told the United States. Stop bringing the politically correctness pronoun nonsense to France. 
I don't know. It's kind of like what your mom said, uh, Donnie. Like, Sometimes Europe is much more free than we are. It's 9.15. We're supposed to have okay. a hard cut off. Uh, okay. Robert is up next. But definitely, please, please come back. Like, all as right. always. Okay. You, you know, so. pleasure talking. You can call me Bob or Vladdy, whichever you want. You can even call me Blondie. <laughs> I'm just going to call you B. How about that? B. <laughs> all right. Flamethrower, you're next. Also, real quick, um, I, I messaged Zeke, and I sent him the link, and I said, please look up this stuff before our uh, discussion on the 18th. Um, he said that, um, hold on, because y'all make sure y'all show up here on the 18th when we talk. Because I've seen this before. A lot of sovereign uh, citizens around here, like, quoting these cases. It's all incorrect. I said, cops wrote this. Um, what about the cases uh, that were won? And my brother is a deputy, and he said that I he said what you said too, but I just sent him this as well. So it's gonna be an interesting conversation because I don't think Zeke will be I I don't want I wouldn't say Zeke will be a bad person, right? He's he he seems to like you know not want to you know if someone's not wearing a mask, he's not gonna be a dick and give him a ticket or or, or you know don't want to be called for that kind of stuff. But when it comes down to like I said, like um I'm, I should have a show called Good Cop versus Bad Cop. Um, I think it might be my title for their spaces tonight, actually. But um, yeah, so that's gonna be an interesting conversation. I like I want him to look at all this, the the cases. Like you can click on it on a link. What they'll have the cases is underlined, so you can click on them and actually read them. So no, um, when it comes down to your oath, though, you have to look at uh, what your oath is going to nest our constitution. So. Um, Robert, go ahead, and then we're going to close out the anthem. Um, real quick, everybody who's here, I appreciate your time. Um, y'all are the best people in the world. This is the best community ever. We're kicking butt in this app. We are trending um, every single day. Um, a top 11 overall, I believe. And um, number one with, uh, it's amazing, number one with religion and spirituality, and around number four with history. We can keep doing this and keep growing as community. It's great that we're growing while they're still a beta mode because they're gonna people who come in here are gonna see it and have a conversation. I've never seen a Texas conservative before. It's my first time seeing them in here. Um, so um, Derek, I've never seen you before either. And most of y'all have stayed in here the entire time that we've been speaking. So you guys rock. I appreciate y'all so much. But Robert, go ahead after you. We're going to close on the anthem and around 9.30, probably 9.45 now, we're going to go on to spaces and the spaces are going to be called Good Cop versus Bad Cop. And let me make, maybe wait, 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 one second. Let me check the messages. Um, Tenpenny needs to join the Grove Street. Tenpenny, is that the clown, that the one that like sits under gutters? I, I don't I don't know who Tenpenny is. I think, I, I think I'm right. I don't know. If it is, that's funny. Um, but uh to blame thor one second ice judge said good cops and good government should only defend your negative rights protect your body property from aggressors and protect you from fraud that's it everything else is unconstitutional and not the government's business to interfere i like it blame thor please go ahead um okay so there's two uh bodies right there's two there's two classes of cops that I don't think should even be hired or that should be fired as soon as they're spotted. Uh, the first of all, 
army rejects because if you apply to be in the army and then they rejected you obviously they had a very good reason to do it so you shouldn't have the luxury of joining the police force uh just because you want to shoot some people i mean if you want to shoot some darka darkas i mean hey well go find an army branch that wants you if not hey too bad and the other and and the other class, now Officer Tenpenny, he's it. Okay, uh, I can tell you didn't play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So, Officer, so uh, I'll summarize GTA San Andreas. So, Robert, wait, who's Tenpenny? Okay. I don't know Tenpenny. If I don't know him, maybe every, every, other people in the audience don't know who it is. Who is Tenpenny? <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna get to. So. So in the game, you're basically playing Carl Johnson, a gang uh, uh, who's a, a gangbanger who who comes back to California to bury his mother. And Officer Tenpenny is the guy who is the dirty cop, and him and his buddy, him and his racist buddy Eddie, who uh, who there who. Who they uh, they basically let the gangbangers kill each other and and use all the drug all sorts of drugs as long as they get a cut of everything. Uh, so, uh, like for example, uh, the mission where Big Smoke was uh, making some freebase or crack on it, and him and uh, and then Officer Tenpenny and Eddie come in and say, "Ooh, that smells good. Can I, you're going to give me some, right? Yeah." That's what I mean by Officer Tenpenny, the guy who uh, the guy who really belongs in the streets, you know that that that's like the ultra dirty cops. Thank you so much, Robert. Philip is able to speak. You guys, he's in the building. No, wait, hold on, let me follow him real quick. Okay, make next caller, Philip. You in the house? Go ahead. Hey, you guys. I only have a second, but it looks like Donnie's closing it down anyway. I just wanted to let everybody know that we are leaving bright and early tomorrow morning. We're going to hit the campaign trail and we'll drive around as much as we possibly can. Um, diesel's really high, and I'm really not good at this, but if anybody can help with, uh, you know, sending funds to the campaign to pay for diesel i'd greatly appreciate it because we're going to spend the next two years me and my family traveling all over the united states um so yeah i just wanted to let everybody know that that i'm coming out there and if you see a red farm a maroon dodge farm truck with a flatbed and a big long trailer with a dude with a cowboy hat on the side of it that's me stop me i'll talk to you Thank you so much. You guys, again, I appreciate all of you guys so much. With all my heart, you're all amazing people. We're going to definitely close this out in our anthem. And uh, I know a lot of y'all are familiar with it, but I feel like I'm starting to memorize uh, this, at least this part of the con this uh, Declaration of Independence. I'm starting to at least memorize this part of the Declaration of Independence because I've heard it so much. You know, you may want to drop off and leave right now because you, you're like, okay, it's the outro. But, like, maybe listen because it may remind you and keep it in your brain 
that anytime anyone calls you a terrorist or insurrectionist, that you're not when it comes time for us to have to um, take our government back. And it doesn't have to be violent. It doesn't have to be unless they unless they attack us back. But you guys, you're amazing. I love you. Here we go. We're going to close this out. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. And whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right. It is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into the Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political properly. Be free.